I was led by God to either talk about uh, a miracle that God performed in my life or to give my testimony. Well, it's been a few years since I've done that. A lot of you have heard it. And I think the other is more pertinent because, to me at least, it's uplifting to see God's handiwork in my life. To put a little flesh on the bones here, uh, after I got out of college and did my internship, I went to work for uh, a couple that owned a little Rexall store. was there 17 years. And uh, that 17 years was like most things in life, ups and downs as far as things go. And long story short, uh, June and Bert, uh, who owned the store, were like family. They treated me like family. They invited me up to their house for Christmas. and uh, I, I viewed them as family. They were good, good friends. Bert contracted cancer. I ended up with the store. Melinda and I ran that for a little over two years. And that was probably one of the most stressful times of my life. Uh, it wasn't going well. Uh, small drug stores were dropping like flies at that time in the 70s, early 80s. Um, to uh, complicate that market trend, um, we had gone into that with some debt. Uh, things hadn't worked out the way Bert and I had planned it. Anyway, uh, child number two was on the way. Dan was in the oven, and I was working seven days a week. Mlem was coming in on Sundays and doing books while I did the merchandise and drug order for the next week and filled the prescriptions that hadn't gotten done. Things were just a zoo. And I realized that if I'm going to see my boys grow up and <coughs> have a quality marriage, I needed to get the heck out of Dodge. So I walked across the street and uh, broached Safeway. And I knew that they had been buying up some of the other small independent drugstores. And the guy said, well, we've pretty well done all the buying we want to do. But we talked, and uh, I think he realized that um, he would have quite a bit of influx of clientele uh, just across the street. So he agreed to buy our inventory at their cost, which was considerably less than what I could buy things for. So another hit. Um, going across the street, though, was one of God's blessings. Um, at the time, I didn't realize how God was actually moving the chess pieces of my life. He has a plan. So, uh, four years at Safeway, and then here's another flash from God. The, I've always wanted to move back up here. We were in, stuck in Portland. Um, but my grandfather's place, where my dad grew up, 
came on the market. So Melinda and I were up on vacation. Mom and Dad were up, and we looked at the place, and it was way out of our budget and way out of my wife's paradigm of where she wanted to live life. <laughs> Being a coastal girl, she thought this was kind of desert. Um, it's really nice and lush. Anyway, uh, I realized that, no, this isn't going to fly. So uh, the interesting thing is that God had offered a half-time job at Safeway, but we did the figures, and, and it just didn't pen out. There's no way that on a half-time job we could afford to buy the property. And my wife emotionally was not geared up for that. So, time went on, the place sold, uh, actually sold again, and uh, then we found out that it was up again for sale. Uh, they'd reneged on their contract, and so we came up and looked at it, made an offer. Uh, it was a price that we could afford. I went back into Safeway here in Colville. They had a full-time job. Moving the chess pieces. <clears throat> so, um, long story short, we bought the place. We moved up, but we had a house we had to dump. The market was horrible in Portland in 1998, and it was on the market for several months. And w there was a point in time. <laughs> Uh, Mullen tells a story about how the realtor called her, uh, and he called before recommending that we drop the price, and we actually set a price that we needed in order to make this whole deal fly. But there had been several weeks, and not one person had walked through the house. Not one. So the realtor, again, suggested that we lower the price. So, it was at that point, one morning of the Ford light bulb coming on, that I realized I was demanding of God in my prayers to sell the house and get the family back together because Lynn was holding the fort down with two very young, hyperactive little guys in a good sense, hyperactive. But try to keep the place nice and toys picked up and everything was more than she could uh, or should have handled. Uh, it gave me a whole new appreciation for single parents and what they go through. Um, so anyways, I said to the Lord, um, I've been demanding and what what I really need is to just rely on you. And your will be done, not mine. You know, uh, who's Elton? So it was that, I think, that night that uh, Lynn called me and said that a young couple had come through the house they made an offer, and uh, Dave, our realtor, called me and said, uh, 
that he'd like to fax up the paperwork and look at it. And Lynn and I talked about it. This couple, out of nowhere, offered the full price. There was two stipulations. One, they wanted an old freezer that was my parents' first appliance when they were married. Uh, it sounded like a B-52 bomber going down the runway when, the, <laughs> when it turned on, and it cranked up quite often. And a wood stove. It was a nice wood stove, but it had been given to my brother and I, so it wasn't any great loss to say, yeah, go for it. So uh, we sold the house just like that. So Lynn had been anguishing over trying to pack. We were going to haul everything up in a U-Haul. Ha ha. Maybe two U-Hauls. Three. Anyway, uh, she and a bunch of people from church had come over and helped her pack boxes. And my mom and dad had agreed to stack them up in their garage, basement, attic, probably. Uh, so anyway... Uh, on, on the spur of the moment, I mean, I never even thought about this, but I thought, well, why don't I call Human Resources at Safeway? Maybe they'll move me. So I called them up, and the gal said, how long you worked, and what's your position, and, and all this. And, and uh, she says, well, I'll get back to you. She calls me back in a few hours, and she said, yeah, Safeway, ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Who would have thought? So miracles do happen. God does answer prayer. Uh, and I was so taken back that I said, okay, uh, bear with me here a minute, if you would, ma'am. I, I just want to make sure I'm on the same page. The guy drives up with the van. The guys come in and put everything in boxes, load it up in the van, drive it up to Colville, and unload it. And you're paying for it. And she goes, well, yeah, that's usually what involved, is involved with the move. <laughs> like, duh. So they did that. But it, there was even more. Malin's mom had offered her her grandmother's piano. It was on the Oregon coast in Newport. So I thought, well, nothing ventured and nothing gained. So I called back this very nice lady at Safeway, and I said, uh... We have this piano. It's in Newport. But we're not going to be moving until, like, next week. And the gal goes, uh, well, let me check with the moving people. And she goes, well, yeah, she, they actually have a route that goes right to Newport. And they have a warehouse in Newport. And she said, uh, we'll take it from your moms and we'll either put it there or we'll transfer it to Portland and keep it until you are able to come up. And so I said, well, how much would that cost? And she said, yeah, it's part of the move. And I said, well, there, there's another thing that comes to my mind. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've got probably a fairly large utility van worth of stuff packaged up at my folks' house which is 15 miles away from my house. And uh, she said, well, it's right on the way. So she said, we'll just go out there and pick it up and put it all in the van and then come all the way up here. 
I said, well, how much is that going to cost? And she said, it's part of the move. So all these miracles happen, as well as prayer requests that will then be taken care of in the house cell and all these things. I mean, it just boggled my mind. And so here we are. And the fact that at least I so often underestimate what God can do and is willing to do. He wants to do for us. And so in today's age when all we hear is negativity and killings and all this evil stuff going around, I think it's important for us to reflect back and if we don't have that in our own lives, see it in other people's lives, what God has done. There's a lot of other things that I could go into on that, but rather than bore you any farther, um, yeah, I think that uh, I can only praise God for taking care of the family, taking care of the move, Honoring my desire, my lifelong desire to live up here. And uh, it's a great place to live, as Jim often prays. <laughs> it's, uh, it's neat to see this area where it still is a little bit of old Americana. Uh, neighbors care for neighbors, for, and people help friends. and uh, it's It's just amazing to me that during that time, you know, there is something else I am going to say. I had a couple of friends. One of them was in my wedding. Uh, actually, both of them were in my wedding. Uh, our wedding. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> who made it a point to almost every week drop in the pharmacy and uh, bring me some donuts or something kind of cool. And just, hey, how you doing? And my brother was also in there where he made a point to stop by all the time. And it was such an encouragement because it was so stressful and disheartening where I, we were at. Um, in fact, at the end, my brother... Uh, it's amazing how much junk, uh, pardon me, stuff, you can gather over 20 years living in the same house. And uh, my grandmother had a saying that one move is worth three fires. <laughs> we, I had another couple of dumpsters full of stuff that I left in the driveway and my brother said he'd take care of it, and he did. Uh, no expensive time or stuff hauling it off to the dump, or maybe just threw it over the bridge in the river, I don't know. Uh, ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. So there was that, and then Malin's family. Uh, our yard and house never looked better than when it sold. Bob and Shirley spent a lot of time making our house and yard look beautiful and almost didn't want to sell it almost 
So I'd like to close reading a couple of uh, passages of scripture and maybe tie that in a little bit to God's goodness and grace and mercy, his power in our lives. The first I'll read is from Peter, First Peter. And I'll just read it. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, the sanctifying work of the Spirit, that you may obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace be yours in fullest measure. Have I not talked about grace and peace in the face of turmoil and anxiety? It makes me think of uh, God tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication we make your request be known. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away. That's like forever, eh? Reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. And I think we probably all are distressed by various trials at one point in time or another in our lives. It's for our own good. It's necessary. So, that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow. So, Pardon me a minute. To close, I'd like to read a little, uh, one passage out of Philippians, verse 4, verse 8, which I think sums up where we should have our mindset and continually strive to be in that place that God wants us to be. Verse 8, chapter 4 of Philippians. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, 
whatever is of good repute. So we've got honor, righteousness, purity, loveliness, good repute. If there is any excellence, and if anything, worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. So, not only our little story of miracles and God's work and answering prayer, there's a lot of little things we can be thankful for, like Cassie and Carrie, our two granddaughters. Family has been a blessing. You guys are family. And I thank you for the blessing in our lives that you've given us over the years. Look forward to more years of that. So let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we can call you not only our Heavenly Father, but as Daryl often says, Daddy. Your spirit does work in us. Your spirit shows us your word and interprets that. Then there's Jesus that you sent to save us from our sins so we can once again live in harmony with you, Lord. And that's all part of your plan, just like it was your plan to move the chess pieces way back when, when you had me landed a job. It was going to be 17 years later, a dead end. 19 years, and then moved to Safeway. And the chances of having a full-time job at Safeway up here and move and all those other things, Lord, it's just mind-boggling how you do work. Beyond our, beyond our imagination, it's almost unfathomable. And yet, Lord, you are not unfathomable. You are real. You are... Wonderful. Thank you, Lord, for this time today in your word and reflecting upon things that you do. We ask your blessing upon this day and the week ahead. Lord, give us wisdom and insight. Give us discernment. Give us what we need. We don't even know what we need, but you do, Lord. Thank you for that. In your name we do pray, amen.